Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. My flow's heavy. My chain's heavy. I'm too heavy. We all heavy. Is Gucci. Okay, that song is a Gucci man original production, and Nick Bartlett was just doing a cheap imitation, so please don't take this seriously, Gucci. All copyright and making of this song for this purposes belong to Gucci Man, and like I said, I'm just making a cheap, little, nice, little opening introduction spiel. That song is by Gucci, and it is called Heavy. All love goes to him. So today's question, we got a Monday. We are in, I just talked for 30 seconds about Gucci Man. Today's gonna be a fun one, guys. So today's question from Katie in Blaine, Washington, and she asked, Nick, what's your pick for the biggest upset of the Pac-12 football season? Here's mine. The dogs will take down the Ducks, and in parentheses, aka sucks, in god-awful ugly Eugene. Again, the question from Katie, Blaine, Washington, Nick, what's your pick for the biggest upset of the Pac-12 football season? Here's mine. The dogs will take down the Ducks, aka sucks, in god-awful ugly Eugene. So, I'm going to start right here. I'm going to get a little passionate. While it may be okay to hate on the Ducks, there is no way in heck that I can consider Eugene ugly. That is an absolutely beautiful freaking city. So many trees, just an awesome place. Nice, chill atmosphere, man. I like the vibes Eugene a lot. I really mess with that city. I think it's a beautiful place. I spent a little time there, like really, like little, like literally a night. But my dad and sister are both huge track and field fans and ex-track athletes themselves. So Eugene is obviously the Mecca, and they've spent more time there than me. But hey, when I was there, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I really liked the vibes, Eugene. So why are you hating, Katie? Why are you hating? However, do understand it's completely natural to hate on the other elite team and division. So I do understand where you're coming from. And now that we've cleared up some detailed information on my love for the city of Eugene, I do have a different take on the upset of the year. And so Katie, if you're looking for kind of a deep dive on the UW-Oregon game, I actually have two other mailbag questions which specifically address this question. I'm going to kind of hop into it later this week. So I'll come through with a detailed answer. I promise you that's real fact. I'm waiting on that question. So I'll get to that later. But all I'll say about it today is I don't consider that a real upset. I think that UW's still an elite program. Yeah, they suffered last year. They really struggled behind Eason. And yeah, Oregon won the conference. But in terms of talent-wise, top to bottom... Oregon's probably a little better, but not by that much. I mean, UW still gets very solid recruits, and I don't consider that a true upset. I mean, last year, Oregon struggled in Seattle, 
and it looked like UW actually had the game with Justin Herbert at the helm. So losing Herbert, can you really consider this an upset if UW does pull that off? I don't know. Again, Oregon's probably the better team top to bottom, but that's all I'm saying about that for today. So off the top, when I saw this question, I had one game that really just popped in my head. Not sure why, but kept flashing, so I had to choose it. And that's going to be UA over ASU. So Wildcats fans, party up, Ranger up. You guys going to beat the Sun Devils this year. My cousin went to ASU and was a huge Devils fan, so <laughs> I don't think he would have approved of this pick. But I do have three reasons why I think Arizona will upset ASU and maybe a fourth little bonus point. But we'll see where my talking takes me. And right now, my talking is going to take me. Gosh, that was smooth, man. I love it when it's smooth like that. That's what I'm talking about. I got a quick story about ASU because as they're not going to like my pick today, I do want to say my cousin went there, as I mentioned. And man, those boys can party. At least my cousin could. So there's this one night and I went to what can be considered probably one of the biggest party colleges and conference and... I just could not live up to the ASU expectations. You know, we're having a bunch of beers. Forget the couple. Forget the family appropriateness. A bunch of beers. Very fun night. And just getting down. And I remember, like, I'm pretty messed up at this point. We're like, I am messed up. Like, I'm, I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and um, I look over and my cousin just, like, chilling. Like, he's a vibe of, like, so you're ready to hit the bars? You're ready to go out? You're ready to do something? Like, bro, like, I am faded. It got to the point where I actually spilled a plate of spaghetti on myself. And I think that's when my cousin may have realized we are staying in for the night. So, yeah, ASU boys, you guys have a fun time. And boys and girls, y'all have a great time down there. And I truly respect your party vibe, party atmosphere. In a society that may feel so tight and wound up at times, I love your party atmosphere. So, Hopping back to the upset, now y'all Devils fans, forks down, you're going to lose. Get your forks down. You can party with forks down for this one, boy. So, looking at today's matchup, or my actual upset pick for today of UA over ASU, as I mentioned, three reasons. And the first reason is going to be ASU's shoddy offensive line, combined with the fact that UA has the potential to be good up front on defense this year. So, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Sun Devils lost five key seniors from offense line that allowed 33 sacks last year. That's not good. That is not good. And with the lack of spring ball and repetitions, it's really unlikely that this unit will be able to get uh, to gel quick enough. And really, this is pretty important if you're trying to protect Jaden Daniels, which should be of absolute paramount importance. I love Herm Edwards as a coach, but we're asking a heck of a lot to assume that his staff has the ability to get this line in formidable shape before the beginning of football season. In terms of UA on the defensive line, they don't have any notable names per se, but they have a bevy of options and seven returning seniors or scholarship juniors on that unit. On top of that, defensive linemen make up 20% of Arizona's 80 scholarship players. So to me, it's probable to think that one or two of these guys emerge as solid players on the line, which will allow Arizona to compete up front. And we're not talking about the NFL here, where everyone's so close in physicality. In college football, in college football, if you can match the physicality of the other team, you've got a real chance of pulling off an upset. I really mean that. I mean, you if you can match the physicality up front and ace you just ain't going to run over you all day, you got a chance, and that's facts. On the other side of the ball, pretty fair to assume that ASU defensive line will dominate UO on the offense line, or excuse me, UAO line. So in other words, ASU defense line going to be pressing Grant Gannell all day. But at the minimum, looking at these two factors, that creates a low-scoring kind of yuck-it-up affair. And the Cats hold home field advantage this year. So if you got a low-scoring close game, you got to tilt it to the team with home court advantage. Point number two here. Now, Nick, you always talk about the big man up front. You're boring. 
man, you need a block. But anyway, so while I still do believe that the game is controlled at the line of scrimmage and usually determines the outcome of the game, there are other there obviously are other factors required to be a complete, well-balanced football team. So right now we're going to take a look at the skill position players of ASU and U of A. And again, we're hopping back to last year. ASU lost a dominant wideout in Brandon Ayuk, who was essentially a threat that defenses had to respect last year. It's not so much his stats, even though he's amazing. You know, caught that huge pass against Oregon to really seal the game. Great player. It's the presence he draws. When there's a receiver out there, it makes everything just so much more spacious on the field because there's the ability for the deep ball. And so he's gone. And while I've heard the name Frank Darby thrown out a few times, stop, dude. I don't think he can realistically have this ability to fill the shoes of Ayuk. Frank Darby, good player, eight touchdowns last year, but he's not Ayuk. At least I don't believe so. On top of that, they lost halfback and no Benjamin, who's who was the physical presence at the line of scrimmage. And so if you're looking at the Sun Devils offense right now, they don't have a line. They lost their big play weapon at wideout and Ayuk. And they lost physicality and consistency at the line of scrimmage with a no Benjamin. So what are you going off of offensively? A lot of people have this team projected to like win the South and maybe even win the conference, but I don't see a lot offensively. Again, Jaden Daniels, great quarterback, probably best quarterback in the Pac-12. I think he's pro- maybe better than Keaton Slovis. That's close. Toss up for one and two right there. But you're basically asking him to do himself. No wide out, no running back, no line. So to think this team's going to be dominant for me just doesn't really add up. I mean, not, not really at all, to be quite frank. So they're really left with nothing. I mean, if you just want to be honest and look at it. However, if you hop over and look at UA, they return all their statistical leaders at wideout. Jamari Joyner, Stanley Berryhill III, Brian Castile, and Tavion Cunningham. They also got a graduate transfer from Oregon and Brendan Schooler at wideout. So they do have multiple threats to at least consider. Not saying they're amazing, but I don't think ASU is amazing receivers either. So... To be fair, and t- t- to be fair, UA also lost their most consistent offensive weapon in halfback JJ Taylor. Been a work been a workhorse and the real kind of one consistent piece for this team over the last three years. Should prove very difficult to replace. But if you're looking at it now, this essentially balances out both teams in terms of returning production at the skill position players. Again, Darby did finish with eight touchdown catches last year for ASU. So to ignore that fact, I cannot do that. But again, his stats are probably inflated by the tension I yoked through. So you're looking at it in its entirety. The skill players look even to me. And again, guys, who's playing at home? Who's playing at home? Shout it out, baby. This game is in Tucson. So that brings me to my third point. In a rivalry game, the Wildcats got home field advantage. Got it? And I don't really need to kind of reiterate that. I think you all understand that. Even though whatever Arizona's field is called, I'm sure ASU fans probably like that. They're not liking too much more of this podcast. But whatever UA's home field is called, it's like Frank McCall something. I know ASU's field is Frank Cushfield. Cool name. But UA, I don't know the name of your field. They may not have like an elite, you know, home field advantage throughout every game of the regular season. I don't think of them as an Autzen, a Husky Stadium, or a Coliseum, even if you want to throw the Coliseum in there. But... During a rivalry game, the sun shows out. The sun shows out. You know what I'm talking about, Arizona. The fans show out, and they're going to be intense. They want to beat the Sun Devils. You always want to beat that in-state rival, especially since Arizona sputtered last year, and I believe lost the game the last two years. Don't quote me on that. No, they lost last year for sure. So U of A really, really needs this game. The fans feel it. The players feel it. And I'm not willing to count on Kevin Sumlin just yet. 
Well, I've said many times that Arizona is probably in a overall from top to bottom, one of the worst situations in the Pac-12 right now. I do think they could beat ASU. Really believe that from the bottom of my heart. And a fourth bonus point, I just got a feeling UA is going to win. Seriously, I was like looking through all the schedules, not all the schedules, that's such a lie. I was about to look through every schedule, and there's something about this game to me that UA is going to win. I just can't explain it, can't put my finger on it, just a gut feeling. So we've been talking for a while here, had a lot of stories at the top, had a lot of fun with this reason. Three quick kind of recap points here. First reason, ASU's terrible offensive line. Combined with the fact that UA has a lot of returning, not returning production, but a lot of potential options on the defensive line. So I think that UA can match up to them physically. Second reason, you're looking at skill position players. ASU lost essentially their main players. Arizona lost their one player. So again, they're pretty even. And which brings me to the boom, 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 drum roll. Third point, home field advantage. UA's got it. The crowd's going to be roaring. If it's a night game, it won't be sunny. If it's a day game, it'll probably be sunny because it's Arizona. And the fans want a win. I'm 90% sure they've lost the last two years, so I'm going to say it again. But, well, you can tell I didn't feel confident in that. My voice is saying it again. But <laughs> at least last year, the Wildcats did lose to the Sun Devils. And they're going to be rearing to really change that around. So that's my reasons, Katie. Thanks for the question. All questions, good question. Eugene is still freaking beautiful. But seriously, Katie, again, thank you. Blaine Washington, represent the home state of Washington State. Have a great day, y'all. And Cheetos, Deuces, Tuna, and Catfish today. Yeah, Catfish. Bye.